We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking 2023 updated dynasty rankings, specifically looking at tier one for startup drafts on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into Rotoviz Radio. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We are two of the owners at Rotoviz. Redraft season is winding down. It's time that we start looking toward Dynasty and everything that brings with it. And there is no better place to start than by looking at those guys that are going to make up Tier 1 as we look forward for those of you that are going to be popping into some startups, who knows when, but likely very soon. Curtis, how are you doing, sir? Doing well, man. Um, I like I uh, in this this specific moment. You know, we're we're watching the Monday Night Football game, which I, I've been tuning into because uh, I think all of the road of his uh, brethren are sweating with Pat Corain to see if he can bring mm-hmm. home his $2 million tonight, which would be just incredible. Um, but we have a scary, uh, a scary injury, potentially life-threatening situation going on in Monday night football. So I'm like trying to figure out how to, uh, how to veer back into um, the excitement about the, the dynasty topic. But I, I actually did Dave drop my first article of 2023. And uh, Sean Siegel and I both updated our tier one uh, for next season. And so, you know, I've already begun the exercise of, sorry, I'm getting phone calls. People in my, in my day job, uh, everyone, um, uh, I'm vice president of a healthcare system and oversee cardiovascular services. So like all my friends, you're going to probably just hear my phone going off during yeah. the call. Everyone's <laughs> calling to see what's going on in the game here. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're going to be able to derive some some value points, some trade targets, some uh, soft spots, I think. I mean, which is kind of crazy to think about a soft spot in the early uh, phases of the, you know, the first round of a startup draft. But, man, I think within like three weeks, you'll probably really see people starting to, to hit the startups with the fever uh, going on. And, and so we want to make sure we're really tuned up. I'm going to get through the first couple of tiers uh, over the next two weeks or so. 
tier one drop today, tier two will drop uh, here in a couple of days. And man, I'm really excited, Dave, to get through these conversations with you uh, here early in January. Yeah, me too. I am certainly looking forward to it. This is a key process every year. I think not only just for dynasty purposes, but if you're planning on playing in best ball or redraft leagues next year, I think that you have to realize to some degree, this is going to inform some of the ADP that's going on in those leagues as well as these are the leagues that people are going to be drafting into and then transitioning out of when we get into the hot periods for those. So I'm going to hit a sound drop here, Curtis, and then we're just going to start talking about these updated tiers. Let's go. Okay. We will start by me asking what parameters we're playing under here as we build out these tiers. Oh, sure. Yeah. So just the kind of fastest 60 seconds on, on the scenario here. So first off, I mean, I'm updating rankings and tiers for super flex format uh, with tight end premium scoring. Um, It's, you know, specifically that's our Rotoviz triflex dynasty format. uh, The leagues that, that we host uh, over on FFPC, we think it's the best way to play dynasty uh, in the entire industry. That's how we're going to, you know, really focus our rankings and we have PPR rankings uh, for just, you know, standard non, I guess, non tight end premium uh, super flex as well. But we're not really putting non super flex dynasty rankings out there. So um, if you're still you know playing in a league like that, I think that you could probably find the information that you want by kind of looking at our super flex rankings, looking at some best ball rankings for 2023 and adjusting the quarterback position. But um I mean, we're, we're forward looking here, Dave. And I, I would say right. at least 80% of all new startups are super flex at this point. The other thing too yeah. is on a large scale, what often matters more is that you are just looking at where players fall in the specific tiers because everybody has a slightly different appetite given the league that they're in for how they want to go about getting those rankings. So I think that, you know, on some level, you're going to be able to just look at where we have guys ranked compared to other players within their position and make your tweaks from there, given what you view position positional values as. I think the other thing that uh, we should, I guess, get out there before we go through this is our tiers don't only tell you how we value players uh, versus other players uh, who are in higher or lower tiers. You can also kind of derive the uh, relative draft value of a player. Yes. And I I mentioned in the article that what's kind of nice about this, and this is going to be our second year uh, doing it in this, in this format is it's inherently dynamic, right? So, you know, the, the, the rookie picks that we're talking about, you know, the equivalencies for tier one, that'd be the equivalent of like three, uh, three or more random first round rookie picks, right? Well, in 2023, these super flex rookie picks are going to be more valuable than what we saw in 2022 because it's top weighted with quarterbacks, which, Mm -hmm. we, you know, uh, they were scarce in 2022. So these picks, you know, if if we had ranked these players the same way, you know, last year, having the information of their 2022 performances, but looking at it with the 2022 rookie picks, um, these rankings may have looked different. The tiers would have still been the same because the players relative to one another, you know, would still, you know, still be in a in a given tier. Yep. But versus the rookie class, that's what's pretty cool. And you can already start to see uh, because of of the immense weight uh, of value of the 2023 class, 
you know, the, the, the tops of these tiers, you know, there's only six players uh, that we feel at this time are worth three mid round one picks, Dave. So right off the top, man, it's Josh Allen. And Josh Allen is, he's the, the one-on-one for both Sean and I. What, what he's doing is, is pretty crazy. He's av- over the last three seasons, he's averaged 28 fantasy points per game, just shy of it. Um, and, you know, and, unless, he, you know, unless he fails to perform two weeks in a row here, you know, on, on Monday Night Football and in week 18, he's probably going to set new career highs in single season passing yards uh, and uh, single season rushing yards. And if he posts seven touchdowns over the final two games, Dave, he'll also have a new single season total touchdown high. <laughs> Josh Allen is basically if Cam Newton had hit and sustained his ceiling, like it's yeah. just so cool watching him. It's really hard to find any holes in his dynasty value. He has not been uh, over the last three seasons. He has never finished as a QB three. That is crazy. Yeah, that's um, insane. He's he's never had a game outside the the top twenty four QBs in any given week. He's never hurt you ever. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what you would possibly add to that other than uh, do you disagree with Sean and I having Josh Allen at one hundred and one? No, I I don't disagree, and yeah. I think that you basically have said all that needs to be said. Now, on top of that, you know, some people might question maybe him versus, you know, whatever player they want to throw into the mix. But I think there's a couple of key factors here to consider too. This looks like a team that is going to be competing. It's a well-run organization at the time. And there are players there to support him in his offensive endeavors. And sure, you could say that about somebody like Patrick Mahomes. But when you have a quarterback that is rarely ever going under 20 points, has that rushing ability, has the passing ability, in that whole context, I think it's really hard to argue with him being at number one. And of course, when you're talking about the number one overall player, there's always going to be pushback from somebody out there. But um, in the case of Allen, it's 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 pretty locked in for me. Yeah, he he's also, Dave, and this is this is maybe the most impressive thing, he's going to finish the 2022 season as either the fantasy QB one or QB two for the third consecutive season. Yeah. It is so hard uh, to, to be the overall QB one just because in any, you know, you have, you have the guys that are there year in year out, like in the top six, but then every year it seems like, you know, the, the Johnny come lately Konami code running or uh, uh, quarterback finds his way in there. You know, like last year was, you know, Jalen Hurts challenging up towards the top, and this year we have Justin Fields breaking his way in, and and Hurts even ascending further. But to be at the top, you know, one or two, three seasons in a row, true, is truly impressive. Um, as as you may guess, one hundred two for Sean and I, number two in the in tier one is Patrick Mahomes, and and it's basically splitting hairs here. Yeah, for for me, you know, at least right now, Josh Allen is not of the age where we need to worry about a cliff for the rushing production. Um, he's been extremely durable versus somebody like a Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's, he's missed multiple games a couple years in a row now. Um, and he's locked into a situation. So, you know, somebody was going to push back and say, well, Hey, the rushing quarterbacks get injured more often. Well, we haven't seen that from Allen and he's also adding a heck of a lot with his arm. So with Mahomes, I mean, he's not having a bad year either, man. And uh, you know, he's basically been there neck and neck uh, with Allen all season. 
uh, entering Monday night. You know, of course, he was a QB1 because Allen hadn't posted any stats yet. Um, what's encouraging with Mahomes, you know, this actually was a little bit of a an iffy year because you think about the context of him signing that record contract, the team having to move on from Tyreek Hill. Would they be able to afford, you know, high-end weapons for him from now on? And they didn't really replace him with anybody high-end. I mean, they brought, you know, they brought Juju around. You know, none of these other wide receivers, you know, have really stepped up. You know, they brought MVS in. You know, they drafted Sky Moore. You know, none of these receivers have really been consistent. And yet Mahomes is challenging for the single season, you know, passing yards record in NFL history this year. And so, you know, he can do it without the all pro uh, receiver on the outside. You know, maybe something we need to look for is, okay, he was able to endure losing Tyreek Hill. How, what, what will it look like when he loses Travis Kelsey too? Um, but, you know, Kelsey just posted another season of 100 receptions and 1,300 receiving yards. So, uh, I, you know, maybe Kelsey will literally just fall off um, to zero in, in a given year. But, you know, I, I would think that, you know, that's probably not going to happen. So uh, Mahomes is there at 102 and, I mean, he's going to basically have an entire secondary career with players that aren't even on the Chiefs Absolutely. that will probably become Hall of Fame eligible because of their connection. We don't even know who those players are yet, uh, which right. is what's exciting about Mahomes. Yeah, what I was going to say was in the lifespan of predictable events that we see, that we can foresee right now, it feels like Travis Kelsey should be around for enough of them that Mahomes has a strong argument for the spot that he's in. On top of that, the other thing I was going to add, which is what you were getting to there, is when you have Patrick Mahomes and everything he brings, getting players that are going to be ascending players into that organization is a lot easier. That are veteran wide receivers, veteran tight ends, is going to be a lot easier. So you're going to be able to pull in a lot of guys. And then there's some guys out there that we can't even imagine right now. Now, one thing I was looking at, too, here is if you want to split the hairs and compare Mahomes and Allen, one of the things that you're obviously going to look at is the rushing production. In the past season, Allen had around eight rushing attempts per game. Mahomes had four. Now, interestingly, they were both scoring a a rushing touchdown about every 17 or 18 rushing attempts. But over the course of the season, those four extra attempts starts to really build upon itself, which I think is another way that if you have to break this tie, you can do it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I guess to build on your point, you know, with Mahomes' talent, you know, and Reed's creativity, they're finding ways for that production to occur, maybe even in unlikely places. I mean, yeah. like Jarek McKinnon is tied for first and receiving touchdowns over the past five weeks with the, uh, or something like that. I think he, had, he has like, yep. you know, seven, seven receiving touchdowns uh, over that span, you know, and he's not even a wide receiver and it's, it's not Travis Kelsey. So, um, you know, not much intrigue there at the top, possibly uh, as we get into these final four players, maybe we'll raise uh, a little bit of eyebrows in terms of the order. Now, these are the composite uh, rankings uh, from Sean and I. So it's, it's averaging, you know, where we're putting these players. Um, and, and then we, we draw on the tier line based off of those averages as well. The one Oh three is actually a non quarterback because of where Sean and I have uh, these two players. You know, we both have Jefferson um, in our top four, uh, but I'm a, a little bit higher on Jalen hurts than Sean was by like a slot. So Justin Jefferson actually edges Jalen hurts by, by just a hair. 
uh, for the 103. So those are those next two players. You know, with Jefferson, he's having a legendary type season. Um, not quite at that Cooper Cup 2022 level, but Jefferson's gone over 30 points seven times <laughs> this season, Dave. And, and he was at 29 and a half one other time. You know, he has a chance to match Cooper Cup's 2021 campaign with uh, with an eighth game uh, in week 18. He, uh, Jefferson is probably going to finish the year first in targets, first in receptions, first in receiving yards, first in PPR points, and first in expected fantasy points among all wide receivers. And he's top five in basically every other meaningful receiving metric. So, you know, if you're going to invest early in a non-QB, after Mahomes and and Allen, we are not going to fault you for going with Jefferson. And you know, while we while we do have one other wide receiver in tier one, uh, which we'll get to in a few minutes here, um, I think that while both of these players are in this tier, they need to specifically be uh, in that order. Yeah, um, I guess I, it's it's not surprising to me that you see a player like Justin Jefferson finding his way into beating out, you know, at this point, a number of quarterbacks, right? There's only two quarterbacks ahead of him. But when you pop into something like the advanced stat explorer and you start looking at some of the different metrics that you can look at for wide receivers, this guy is absolutely crushing everything. He's still very young. There's no reason to really see this stopping. Um, I think that he will be able to put up numbers like this with quarterbacks beyond Kirk Cousins. And it has just been very impressive what he's been able do, to do to this point. And the numbers just tell me a story that it's going to continue. Now, yeah. Jalen Hurts, I think that I definitely see him in tier one with Mahomes and Allen. I do think there's a little bit of separation just because we need a little bit more time to see how sustainable it is. And though I do love Jalen Hurts, as we all know, I think that there stands to be more for him to lose in comparison to Allen if some of that rushing upside were to slowly evaporate. Um, but that's, I, that's a great segue. It's okay. a great segue into some of the points I'm making about Hurts. Now, to be clear, I actually have Hurts at three. So I actually have three the three quarterbacks at the top yep. and, and Jefferson at four. Uh, Sean has Jefferson at three and hurts down at six. Um, so that's, so that's why, uh, you know, the tier settles out the way that it does. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And, and I like what you said there, but, you know, 
I think that we can bank on yeah. uh, the passing efficiency uh, and upside to continue and p- perhaps even rise higher for Jalen Hurts because, you know, the team goes out, they get A.J. Brown, um, who has not disappointed uh, in Philly in his first season. Devontae Smith has really come on in the second half of the season. And this is like, it's a 1A, 1A situation. I mean, they, they've they got their own version of, um, you know, this is... This this is basically Jamar Chase, T. Higgins light. Yeah, um, you know it's it's higher end DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean it's with a better QB. I mean this is a great situation. It's got to be frustrating to defend uh, the Eagles right there, especially with what Hurts brings with his legs. But you know we all we all knew what Hurts brought with his legs. He showed us that in 2021. The question was, you know, could he smooth out the weekly production when he gets hot out of the end zone on the ground? And can he unlock more of those 30 plus point performances where, you know, you're getting 200 plus passing yards and a couple touchdowns to go with the 50 on the ground and a touchdown on the ground. And I mean, he's shown us that he can do it. I mean, his, his passing trends since he came into the league are, are really cool. Um, when you look at his completion percentage, he's, he's raised his completion percentage by 15.3% over the past three seasons. And um, he's more than halved his interception percentage, you know, so he's, he's on target. Yep. He's in way more often. He he was 52% as a passer in 2020, which is when you rewind the clock a couple years ago, why people were saying, Hey, are the Eagles still going to take a quarterback in the draft? You know, ha- has he done enough in his limited time? And I, mean, I think even the first time he was actually on the field as a rookie, he like ran a route as a receiver or something like mm-hmm. that. It's crazy. Um, to, to think where he's been, but he, he jumped from 52 to 61, three in completion percentage from year one to year two. And then he's at 67.3, uh, in 2022, which is very high end, very top end. And he, he, uh, he eroded his interception percentage from 2.7% down to 1.2%, um, over the past couple of years. He looks every bit the thrower that he was at Oklahoma. He's got these elite weapons, man. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's really exciting. I feel like uh, a lot of people will still keep him that you know slight level behind Allen and Mahomes, and and what you might find in startup drafts is that you know while he'll still have a really high ADP, it will be cheaper to to trade to that spot than the one hundred one or one hundred two. But you might feel like you're still getting you know basically the same level of production there. So that that you know hurts this one hundred three spot really could potentially be, you know, the kind of that first pivot point in a draft because it's going to be so chalky to go Allen and Mahomes at one, two in whatever order they're going to go in. And you could get your first non QB or Hertz, you know, if you are of the opinion that, that he's as valuable as those other two guys. So just a couple notes here too on Hertz as a passer. He actually came in um, tied at second this year in terms of catchable percentage his on-target percentage was pretty competitive too, and this is in light of the fact that uh, you know his A dot was still seven point eight yards, which was only uh, yeah puts him around like QB twelve in terms of average depth of target. So that's pretty impressive. Then when you look at those catchable and those target percentages, you know as we start to talk about this, and I'm thinking about it. I do think that I'm inclined to agree, actually, if I'm in a startup, I don't know if I feel it necessary 
to be able to get Mahomes or Allen when I like if I had like the one or the two to move back just for a little something to get hurts because maybe the Delta isn't as great as I was kind of thinking through at first Um, because a lot of what was factoring in the into that for me was the potential for things to not continue to go the way that they are going. But if you are somebody that does believe like I do that Jalen hurts is very talented and what he's doing should be able to be sustainable, given the fact that he's completely lived up to some of the things that we would have expected, if not exceeded as of him coming out, then in reality, there's no reason to be factoring in this downside into the valuation that you have for him, right? You should be valuing him at what he's proven to be. So I actually could get yeah, on board with yeah. going for him at the, at the one Oh three. Yeah. The game of chicken to be played was last year. Yeah. It was last year when we had seen, you know, just a little bit and you basically had to decide, um, it was hurts able to take another step forward. Yep. And if you thought he was then able to do that, then he was an extreme value in the second round of dynasty startups. But you know, you know, guys like us that were high on him, we're taking him there. And then there's other people that, you know, hey, he's got to slide, you know, full round or two more into that, you know, high-end rookie QB situation, yep. you know, still in, in round three or round four. And so, I mean, everyone's laughing all the way to the bank, you know, if they drafted Hertz in the second round or, you know, really anywhere, uh, you know, at ADP or below, you got to feel great. I mean, your, your value spike has been uh, parabolic almost. And there's, there's a couple players in, in tier two. If you're going to follow this conversation over the next week or so, uh, whether on the site or whether on this podcast, there are a couple other quarterbacks in tier two that I think could take a Jamar Hurts. Uh, Jamar, I'm looking at the next Jamar player. Hurts. Jay, Jamar Hurts, yes. Wow, that, uh, would be, that would be one hell of a player. <laughs> Heck, yes, it would. Uh, they, I think there are a couple other quarterbacks that could take a Jalen Hurts-like leap in 2023, so you'll have to stay tuned for that. Uh, at 105 and 106, Dave, we've got a pair of Bengals. Now, only one of these players is in my tier one. The other one is in my tier two. But as I noted in the article, uh, I'm always rounding to the favorable for the player, right? So this this other player is in Sean's tier one, which gives him a tier rank of 1.5. So we're going to put him in tier one. I'm not, I'm not going to push him down to tier two. And, and really, I'll probably just be asking myself for like the next week, can I really justify not having him in tier one? But we'll go through the process. We'll see what you think. Maybe you can affect my my uh, my ranking there. Yep. At 105, we've got Jamar Chase. So we've got a second non-QB here. And um, Chase's 2020 to, uh, 2022 is, is going to hold his dynasty value down somehow. Like, okay, it's hard to say that his dynasty value has been held down when you've got him at the 105. But like relative to Jefferson, you know, I was saying a couple of minutes ago that I think the order does need to be Jefferson and then Chase. If Chase doesn't miss that, you know, that four week span in the middle of the season, he just keeps kind of doing what he's been doing this year. I mean, I really think it would have gotten to a point where it was, you know, basically the same situation as the Allen versus Mahomes debate at QB. Yeah. It's truly, you know, which flavor do you like? Um what we needed to see year over year from chase to get into the Jefferson area. We've seen most of it, man. Um, you know, he was 27th in expected points per game as a rookie. Uh, he trails only Justin Jefferson now in 2022 and expected fantasy points per game. 
what's really driving that um, is he's now fifth amongst all wide receivers in target market share. Uh, he was 18th in 2021. So he's got the elite volume to go with obviously his elite ability uh, to, to, you know, break the game open with any touch. And, you know, he's done this despite the presence of T Higgins. You know, a lot of people were high on Higgins to, to take a step forward and make it, uh, you know, kind of like that AJ Brown, Devonte Smith situation. And, um, and, and Philly is it, which, which guy's going to get you this week. But it really seems like there's a clear pecking order in Cincy with Chase above Higgins. And while Higgins is still a good player, uh, to, to me, the narrative, uh, the hangover narrative from from the prior year doesn't seem to have followed us uh, to this season now. I mean, both of these players have been dinged a little bit. So, you know, anybody who disagrees with me will probably point to that. I think similar to the 103, the 105 is a fun spot because you can get, you know, you can get up here, get a QB. If you agree, like Sean, that Joe Burrow is in tier one, you know, 105 is a good spot to take him. Or if you, if you want to come up and get a slight discount versus what you have in Jefferson, you can come up and get uh, Jamar Chase instead. So Joe Burrow is the 106 here. How, how do you value those two players? I, I'll reserve my thoughts on, on Burrow here until I hear how, how you've got them visualized, Dave. So my first thought when I heard Burrow mentioned was that Burrow would not get into my tier one. Um, I'm sure if I talked with Sean, he could definitely give me you know, a laundry <laughs> list of reasons yeah. to yeah. reconsider. But I do think that there is some separation between Burrow and Mahomes and Allen. And if you look, and this is said with the fact that, sure, if you look uh, at the last two years, maybe you could expect some growth for Burrow that you wouldn't expect for Allen or Mahomes. So maybe this could be misguided here. But I expect Burrow to be similar to what we saw. I thought this year is representative of more or less what we're going to see from him continuing going yeah. forward. Uh, Allen and Mahomes have both been over 70% across the last two years of being a QB1 in 70% of weeks. Burrow has been down in the 60% range. And I think over time, that really matters. And it's also one of the things that would allow for guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, some of these uber wide receivers to land in tier one territory where a quarterback like Burrow won it, even in super flex. So my to kind of summarize, I think there's this separation that we've seen the past couple of years, and I don't see Burrow taking enough of a step forward to change that, that looking forward in my rankings, I would put him into the same tier. My tier one is going to be pretty small maybe only five players as a result, he's out. Yeah, that that's basically uh, how I presented it in the article. My tier one is only five players uh, right now with Burrow being outside yep. uh, looking in. Now, I, I th it is pretty easy to make a case that Burrow could take another step sure. forward. Um, you know, again, you know, it wasn't just Chase who didn't get fantasy points from him not being available, and you know, for the better right. part of a month. That also affected Burrow's production during that time. And perhaps, you know, if he has Chase available in all of those games, you know, he's pulling even tighter uh, to to those other elite quarterbacks. And you know, th there is about a three point per game or so separation between uh, what you're getting with Burrow this year and what you're getting with those um, you know really high end guys. And you know, I, I, I think I would need to see him close the gap just a little bit for him to overtake either one of these wide receivers. 
you know, the other tier one quarterbacks and, and, you know, they're either named Patrick Mahomes and have been, you know, doing the basically pass for 5,000 yards and basically pass for 40 touchdowns and, you know, uh, do it with any number of, of, of weapons at their disposal for several years. Um, or they're guys that have the elite rushing upside and, you know, Burrow's going to have to go the Mahomes path uh, to get to that. And if, and if he does it, I mean, I'll be the first person to, to push him into my tier one and, and push him above uh, these receivers. But I'm just a little bit worried that bro could go the way of being Dak Prescott with elite draft capital, like fourth, you know, 4,500 passing yards consistently, you know, 30 plus, you know, 30 to 35 passing touchdowns consistently seeing him running a little bit earlier in the career, but then we see him run less later in the career. I'm just a little bit worried. He might be more at, on, at that end. And so that's why I've got him at the very top of my tier two, rather than the tier one, um, you know, uh, but, but again, you know, it's, it's splitting hairs and he's the first guy knocking on the door uh, to bust in. So in summary, Dave, you know, we've just got six players uh, between Sean and I in this tier one, we've got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow. A couple ways you can visualize this on the site. Um, in addition to reading the breakdowns uh, in my articles, they're going to post. If you actually go over to our Dynasty Rankings and Tiers tab, uh, for s- several years, we've actually had the ability to display our rankings as a draft board, which is a fun exercise to do, you know, next to the actual dynasty ADP when the startup drafts uh, begin. But Dave actually uh, has a visual for you where you can see laid out in columns, uh, QB, RB, wide receiver, tight end by tier as well. So tier one, you see it laid out, you know, you've got four quarterbacks in there, no running backs, two receivers and no tight ends. Pretty simple uh, to visualize for tier one. When we get to tier two, it is jam packed because we currently have 19 players in there. So this next article is going to be <laughs> a whopper for sure. Might not get two or three paragraphs on each player when uh, when you, when you're breaking that down. And we may have to bust that into a pair of podcasts as well, Dave. Maybe do a a QB and tight end uh, edition followed by a, a running back wide receiver edition, but. Man, this just gets me amped to want to draft some dynasty teams. I'm already champing at the bit. I don't even have the results in from all my dynasty uh, title games this weekend, and I'm already thinking about that next Rotoviz Triflex uh, dynasty startup that I'm going to be embarking on later on in January, Dave. Yeah, I mean, this is the time of the year. We get a new cycle of things going on. It's fun to get back into some of this content reevaluate yeah. some of these veteran players, and of course, we will also be looking to the future and start talking about prospects in the coming month as well. So it is just a fantastic time of year. Uh, We will likely only be back one more time this week as this is a crazy, crazy time for me uh, at the day job. So we're planning on trying to get an episode out for Friday morning and we hope you tune in then. Thank you for listening to the RotoViz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.